Welcome to Adventures of a 20-something podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of navigating life in your 20s. This is a podcast for all the other self-discoverers, all the other people in the pursuit of purpose, all the other 20-somethings not sure what the heck they want to do with their life. So let's figure it out together with your host, a 23-year-old in a continual transition state of life herself, Ariana Sweetnich. Hey everyone, our special guest today is Georgie, a spunky yogi who is on the path to becoming a doctor and healing the world through her own special gifts and talents. I sat down to talk to Georgie while in Bali on a yoga teacher training. We cover topics from med school, dealing with stress, mental health issues, being a professional stripper, and more. To tell you all about it, here's Georgie. So I'm here in Bali with amazing group of people and I've decided to interview some of them. So here we have Georgie and can you just give a brief introduction about yourself Georgie? Well I'm Georgie, I'm from the Gold Coast in Australia and I've been here with Ariana doing a month of yoga teacher training in Limbongan. Um, what do you want to know? Um, yeah, just how old you are, um, what you do at home. Okay. Um, so I'm a medical student at home, I'm 22, I work part-time as a stripper, and that's pretty much my life week to week. Very interesting already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So you're a med- medical student working to be what kind of doctor? I'm not sure yet. So I just finished my first year of medical school, and I have three more years in Australia. It's a postgraduate degree, so I've also got a three-year undergraduate. Um, and then I just become an intern and from there I can decide what to specialize in but I'm trying to go through things with an open mind and just see what takes my fancy as it comes to me definitely and how does yoga and this teacher training like play a role in it were you doing it just for personal reasons or professionally as well I came into yoga without really expectations and without even knowing what I wanted to get from it and more just being open to whatever it had to give me. And definitely I came on a bit of a personal journey because yoga has been a huge part of my life and a huge healing part of my life. Um, And also, I guess, looking at making it more a part of my career because it is so much a part of my life and because a lot of my passions with medicine also are more holistic and I can see a lot of the values that I have within health through yoga in the way that they've helped me and in the way that I've seen them or seen yoga help others. And especially during this yoga training, I've seen how yoga has been healing for so many people in our group and that's been really inspiring and something that I'd like to follow in my future career. Yeah, definitely. And um, you, I think, you mentioned that you really liked the like, Ayurveda part of the training yes. information. And for people who don't know what Ayurveda is, could you talk a little bit more about it? So I really still don't know much about <laughs> Ayurveda. I'm only just starting to scratch the surface. Um, but it's kind of an ancient Indian medicine. And uh, I don't want to sound like I really know nothing about it. But from 
why I got interested in it was a lot of the nutritional side of things and it to me feels a little bit more preventative and talks about how you live your life and your lifestyle and how that affects your health and what you should be doing to protect your health. And in Western medicine, we, or what I've studied a lot, has been more treatment. And treatment obviously has its place. I mean, if you're sick, you need treatment. But I don't think that, or I think often we forget that preventative measures can be more important. Like, I would rather prevent disease than have to treat disease. So that's where my interest in Ayurveda really started. Awesome. Yeah, and so it's, like, about diet and, like, your body type and different things like that, right? Um, What are the different types of... So it goes into, I think, your mental state a little bit and then your diet based on your body type and something called a dosha, which... Um, I think you would really have to see an Ayurvedic practitioner to learn more about. But it's very personalised and it values the person as an individual. So everybody would have a different lifestyle approach that will suit their health. And that's another thing that I'm quite passionate is that we are all very different and there's no one size fits all and you need to find what suits you. So even Ayurveda might not suit everybody. It's just something that I've found has... I think will suit me and something I want to look into more personally as well and potentially maybe incorporate it into my medical career but potentially not it's not something I know enough about yet do you know if um it's a thing in Australia Ayurveda like is have you heard of it before coming here yeah so I have heard of it living on the Gold Coast I'm not sure if it's something that's very common in the rest of Australia Um, But it was something that was offered at one of the yoga studios near me, and that's where I first heard about it. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And you talked about this yoga training being very healing. Um, Has it been healing for you personally? Yeah, I have had my struggles, and particularly in mental health. So growing up, I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and depression, and medicine tried to help me um or western medicine and it probably did to an extent but i believe there's more that can be done and it wasn't until i got into yoga that i was really able to help myself and that i was in a space where i was facilitated and guided to help myself and i felt supported and cared about and loved and that's how yoga has been healing for me and that's what has kept me doing yoga is that it allows me to look inside myself and grow and understand myself and face my challenges and my demons up front um, and move past them definitely yeah because what we've learned here is that yoga is so much more than just the poses and the postures that um, I think most mainstream society doesn't like know all the philosophy and the tradition and the history that is behind yoga and um, and so yeah yoga can be very healing emotionally as well as physically Um, and so I think that a lot of people during this training like knew that they were going to grow 
physically, right? It would be physically demanding, but I think that more people are surprised, the more um, emotional stuff starts to come up for them. Yeah, emotions definitely come up. That's something I've seen in the training and something that's so beautiful about yoga is that it feels like such a safe space. And the times that I've broken down, I've had my fair share of breakdowns, but there's I've felt safe to be able to really let that emotion come out at yoga and supported and not judged and just allow it to be felt because often we we bottle things up so much and we're scared when we see people have those intense feelings and I am so inspired by everybody who's been on this yoga training that has opened up to me and that has been kind enough that when I've opened up to them I've felt such release as well so yoga is I love yogis it's 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 relieving because it is a release um because you're met with love rather than like rejection or judgment right when you share vulnerable things and what a lot of people think is if I share these like deep dark things about me um people won't understand or they will label me a certain way or something but in reality, at least in my experience, what I found is the more I open up, the more close I get and the deeper relationships that I start to foster with other people. Yeah, definitely. And I'm starting to learn to embrace vulnerability because it helps me grow and it helps me understand myself and it doesn't matter how people see me anyway. Yeah, strength and vulnerability. It's kind of an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um, so you talked about a breakdown or a few breakdowns. Could you talk a little bit more about that if you don't mind opening up about it? Yeah, I mean, I guess we all have breakdowns at some point. Of course we all do. Um, the most, I suppose, seeing as this is a 20s podcast, the most (laughs) significant one has been relatively recently and in my 20s. And I thought I'd really moved on from my struggles as a teenager. Um, and I was a massive self-harmer which anybody who looks at me would be able to tell pretty much straight away. It's very obvious. But I hadn't cut myself in probably five years. And I went into medical school this year. It was my first year. So, and I had these expectations and I wanted to fulfill them. And I've always been goal-orientated and I've always wanted to achieve. And I put these labels on myself and I wanted to be this person. And I think I ended up, I was that person and yet I was so unhappy because I wasn't actually true to myself. I was what I was conditioned to want to be as opposed to who I truly was. Um, And I think that's what got to me. But to be honest, I think it will take me many, many years to figure out what it was. But I cut myself for the first time and it was terrifying. I, um, I didn't intend it to be so bad. And as soon as it happened, as soon as I watched my arm open, I I just, I knew that I had to go to hospital and yet I didn't want to and I didn't want to admit that because it, I'd never been to hospital before um, for self-harm and I had to get a friend to take me and I spent all day there and I had to get stitches on the inside and on the outside and it was so bad that I had to see a surgeon and in a lot of ways it was a blessing because instead of providing me the release that it used to provide me all that self-harm had achieved me was fear 
and embarrassment and guilt and it's probably a good thing that that's what that's what I got I got negative emotions because that's not something I'm going to go back to now because I don't want to feel that way again um, and I'd been denying how awful I'd, be, I'd been feeling. I'd really been shutting that down. I didn't know that I was in such a bad place and nobody knew that I was in such a bad place. So that was my breakdown. Wow, thank you for sharing. That is, it, it takes so much strength to talk about something like that and to be vulnerable yeah. with it. And, um, and it's funny that we were talking about, well, it's not funny, but it's interesting that we were talking about how if you keep stuff bottled up inside, um, eventually, like, it will, it has to come out somehow, right? Yeah. so, your emotions manifested in a physical manner with your physical self-harm. Yeah, I bled out my emotions. Exactly. And it's, it's literal, but it's also figurative, and it's just so interesting, because, uh, from my understanding of what self-harm is about is... Um, you're so dumb and you want to feel something, right? I've never really understood what my self-harm was about, but I think it's probably slightly different for everybody, so I never want to say it as if that's That's what self-harm is because I don't know other people's experiences. But for me, I think I was in so much pain and so much numbness for so much of my life that the one way to get away from that emotional pain was to have physical pain. And for that brief moment, I was free of Mm. and focused on physical pain. That's so interesting because that's exactly how I would describe like my drinking. It's addictive. Yeah. And uh, alcohol, I would use the same way as an escape or to, to be free of the problems just for a little bit longer. And it works. Mm-hmm. It really does. I was relieved, but it was so temporary. And long term, it doesn't work. Long term, it kills the, you slowly. Exactly. The yeah. come down is way worse than anything. Yeah. Right? And but so, I can appreciate how it helps in that brief moment. So I can see why I do it. And I can see why any addict does it. I can see why you turn to alcohol because yeah. briefly it can help. Yeah. And that's the beauty about, you know, going through. A hardship and then coming out on the other side is you're able to understand other people who have gone through that right and so you're able to put yourself in their mindset whereas people who don't go through um, self-harm or depression or alcoholism they will never truly understand what those feelings are like Um, And the behavior is not logical. It's very irrational. It's very, I don't know, counterintuitive to what, like, um, sane human beings would be doing. Um, But in when you're sick, when you're hurting, when you're um, so lost, and it seems like the only way out or... Uh, the only way to get a relief um, it makes sense and so it's cool that it's not cool (laughs) it's cool that you have decided that you want what's best for your body now and are doing something so beautiful for your body like yoga yeah for sure And I've seen that in other people as well who've struggled, like you coming to yoga and being open with me, which I'm so inspired by. And 
other people at yoga who've decided to share their stories with me and with you, with us, with the mm. group. Um, lots of us have turned to it and I can see the benefits in it and I think it's such a beautiful way of healing. I definitely prefer it to the SSRIs I was on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we all have our we all have our stuff, we all have our baggage and um when you open up about it, other people will open up about their shit too and then it feels like a safe space, you know? Yeah, don't be don't be afraid to be open. Yeah. Everyone is so scared to be vulnerable and to share, but it's you need to feel and you need to get it out and you need to connect with people and I've been able to connect with people because I've finally come to a place where I'm open about what I've been through and who I am and everybody here has done the same and that's given us such beautiful deep connections yeah you you obviously have to find the right people to open up to in the right moments yeah that's a good point (laughs) (laughs) make sure it's safe and trustworthy people who will understand but when you do find that don't be afraid to to open up that's really good advice thanks for sharing that um and you've shared a little bit about how you've started to put yourself through med school right um by working as a stripper um So, I mean, I've been supported in many ways and something that I have done is stripping um, to support myself a little bit, but a little bit because I was drawn to it and part of me has embraced my sexuality. I wouldn't say that I did it for the money or that I felt I can support myself without it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's always other options of getting money, but you were drawn to stripping, right? Yeah, I was... I've always embraced my sexual side and society kind of shuns that a little bit or at least they shun us as strippers but I really enjoyed I'm not stripping at the moment but I really enjoyed being able to express myself that way and being surrounded by other women who understand what it's like to be a part of society where you know telling somebody you're a stripper you do get some interesting reactions And the girls I worked with were so open-minded and from different, all, you know, they gave me so much perspective and I learned a lot from them and I was inspired a lot by them. So I can imagine it's a group of like, I mean, in any group, there's going to be a variety of people, but um, overall, I'm sure it like makes females feel confident and strong and beautiful, you know? Yeah. Um, And and it's a form of self-expression too. Yeah, I was able to express myself and embrace my body in, for me in an empowering way. I know it's different for different people, but my experience of it was that we all embraced our bodies and celebrated them because your body is beautiful and it is something to celebrate. And <laughs> maybe celebrating through stripping is not for everybody, but <laughs> that worked for me. That's awesome. And it's so cool that you just own it, you know? It's it's your it's you it's something that you love to do and you're not going to let what society thinks of it stop you from doing it which is amazing that was a bit of my breakthrough with my when I broke down as well I um opened up to one of the staff at the hospital that I was a stripper and that I was struggling with my identity and who I was and a big part of that was that I hadn't come out and people didn't know and telling my parents was (laughs) not exactly the easiest thing I've ever done but it was really helpful and it's it's really nice to be open about it now yeah it's freeing right yes it's definitely freeing 
That's mm-hmm. awesome. That is so cool. Um, and how do you think, like, now that you've gone through everything you've gone through, the hardships that you've gone through in this past year, of your first year of medical school and everything, how are you going to move forward from all that? Like, I know that you haven't fully processed everything, but what are some of the lessons that you've taken away from that? Uh, the biggest lesson so far is not to see yourself as a label and I've been labeled by others but the biggest labels is the labels that I put on myself and when I had expectations of myself and of what I wanted to be or what I was aiming towards I wasn't seeing what was in front of me Mm. and I wasn't embracing what was in front of me and the things that I thought that I wanted I probably didn't even necessarily want so now I've changed my mindset to, you know, live in the moment. That's a big thing they talk to us yes. at yoga, you know, really enjoy every present moment. Don't always be working for the future or living in the past, but enjoy this moment and don't or be open to what life has to give you is how I'm, I'm going to go forward from this. And I just want to take what I can out of everything and really drink it all in and soak it all up and make the most of it. Oh, that's awesome. You said it beautifully. Um, and one more question before we of come course. to a close. Um, what advice would you give your 19-year-old about to turn 20 self? What would you tell 19-year-old Georgie, knowing what you know now? You'll be okay. <laughs> and everything has its purpose and just grow from whatever experience you have and it will be okay beautiful that's awesome thank you so much for being open and honest and sharing some really deep um scary stuff that a lot of people would be um very opposed to talking to a lot of the time i think that the more that we talk about these difficult things um the less stigma it will hold and the more open-minded I think people will become about these different topics. Yeah, thank you for providing me the space to share and I love, I love the concept of this. A big thank you to Georgie for her honesty and openness. And thank you to all the listeners for joining us on another adventure of a 20-something. Again, if you have any questions or need support after hearing some of the issues discussed today, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'll include my email in the notes to this episode. If you like this episode, you can rate it and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or whatever platform you are using. Keep listening in for more fun with some 20-somethings to come. Thank you!